Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. Welcome back to the Defiant Spirit Podcast. I'm Baruch Halevi, creator of the Defiant Spirit and the Defy Your Number Enneagram System. So if you are just joining us, the Enneagram ancient personality, energetic roadmap to how to live what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, calls the defiant power of your spirit. Nine numbers in the Enneagram system, nine ways to move throughout the world when we're in reaction, when we're in fear, when we're unconscious. We don't choose our Enneagram number, whether it happens in the womb, whether it happens in early childhood, whether it happens in the previous lifetime, I don't know. I don't care. I'm pragmatic. I want to know best practice of how to stop living in reaction, as Dr. Frankel says, and start to respond, to choose my response to my life. And that's what we do. We use the Enneagram to explore that. I've created the Defy Your Number Enneagram system. You can do it. It's an online program. And you can discover your number by taking a test or by just going through the program and finding your right number. And if you don't know your number, <clears throat> again, you can either take a test or you can get a free ebook that I've created called Nine Types Walk Into a Bar. Jump over to defiantspirit.org, grab it, and just go through it. Use the pictures to, to feel like your Enneagram type. But another way to do it is what I'm doing today, which is sharing with you Enneagram type two in today's case. Um, in movies, in, in on television. And so the last podcast I did was Enneagram 1. Today's 2, and we'll just keep going on. And this is a page from the Defy Your Number program and a fun page um, that brings the Enneagram to life. So it's one of the reasons why I love the Enneagram is because you can see it in the people around you. You can see it um, at work all around you. You can see it up on the big screen or on the boob tube. And that's what this is all about. Using the medium of pop culture to um, really understand how the Enneagram, in this case, two reacts and responds. And this is strewn throughout to the entire Defy Your Number program. So you'll have Enneagram 2 in movies and TV and music genre and sports and all kinds of great things. So you'll get more of this. This is one page from the program, but a fun page. And this is um, something I put together a long time ago and just finished the Divide Your Number program recently. But it took me almost a year and a half, maybe two years to really polish it and get it ready, do my research, etc. I say that because I don't remember everybody on here. So some of these either I haven't watched, um, but I did research on the character or it's been a minute. I think I know most of them, not all of them. Okay, so let's pick out some Enneagram 2s. Remember, the 2 is the helper. It's the nurturer. It's the relationship-oriented Enneagram type. Um, by the way, if you hear noise in the background, I'm, I apologize. Nothing I can do about it. My house is under construction. I'm hiding in the basement. 
doing this podcast for you. I can refund your money at any point. Um, Enneagram twos, you can learn more about it. I did an entire podcast on two, um, lots of different opportunities to learn more, but I'm going to jump into some characters. Okay, Enneagram two. How about let's start with Miss Pac-Man and Minnie Mouse and lots of supporting characters. I apologize. Those are female characters I could have put on here. Barney from Fred Flintstone and Barney. I could have put on here Robin from Batman and Robin. Did I? No. But when you watch cartoons, lots of the supporting characters, sort of the second in command, are um, the Enneagram 2s. I would say there are disproportionately more female Enneagram 2s than males. I have no data on that. That's just anecdotal. I certainly think that's the way it's portrayed. Um, there's both societal reasons around that. I also think that there's um, organic reasons around that, natural reasons. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think a supporting role um, can be a good thing unless there's no room for being the primary role or, you know, opportunities aren't provided. So um, our society certainly for a long time pushed women disproportionately into the role of the nurturer, the stay-at-home mom, the um, the non-breadwinner. And there's a lot of factors. I don't want to get into the socioeconomic, political, you know, feminist issues around that. Worthy conversations. I'm just telling it like it is. And I talked to particularly women over the age of 70 who I work with who, you know, confirm what you know and I know. And that is that, you know, up until a certain point, they really weren't given that many other opportunities than two-ish roles in their life. And now they have opportunities. I still think it's disproportionately female to male, but there are many male twos. And there are many females who, you know, are not twos. Okay, so, but I think I'm just saying that because I notice how many females are in here, although there's quite a few males. Um, at any rate, um, supporting characters like Robin, again, and Fred, and Miss Pac-Man, and Minnie Mouse, they are supportive. They're, they're nurturing. They sort of soften the supporting person. And I see that, too. Um, in real life. I think that the supporting, whether it's male or female, sort of the stay-at-home partner, the non-dominant personality, rarely do you have two dominant personalities in a relationship. The non-dominant one usually softens the more dominant one. So I rarely do I see two twos in marriage. I'll see a two and I'll see an eight or a two and a um, six but I don't know if I've ever met two twos who are married. Maybe it's a thing. I don't haven't experienced that. They usually are a supporting role. Now, twos can be in a lead role, but they're not the type to push their way into it. And sometimes they're the type that defers it or doesn't want it and pushes it away. That can be both out of response because they know that they want to play a supporting role. They want best supporting actress. And like that's their their jam that's where they're at their best or it's because they're reactive and they feel like they don't they're not worthy of supporting best supporting actress or best supporting actor or they're not ready for it they're scared i've seen a lot of um sort of midlife twos empty nest twos move into that next phase i call it the afternoon of life 
and step into the supporting role or step into a defining role. And that's defying your number. That's stepping out into the spotlight. And that is not always an easy thing to do for a two. Now, twos are not like nines, peacemakers, where they resist outright the spotlight. They will take on the spotlight quite readily if it's not about them or if it's not for them, if it's in service of another of an organization, of a cause. And so that's one of the things you see all throughout this particular slide. If you don't have the slide, by the way, I can send it to you or you can get it on my website. Um, we're looking at um, famous characters on the big screen and TV that really are defining, supporting actors and actresses. So you look at um, Anna from... Um, Frozen, and Elsa clearly is the dominant figure, but Anna's the one who helps Elsa find her heart. You see this over and over again. I'm looking at Chewbacca. This is um, an Enneagram 2 figure that he's got a lot of eight in him too, but he's a nurturing sort of a teddy bear, gets Han Solo to be a little softer, really mitigating some of that edge. Um, you have in here um, Dumbledore, not Dumbledore, is that Dumbledore? No, it's Hagrid. Um, Hagrid from Harry Potter. You see this with um, some twos and some nines. Sometimes you get like this burly biker looking guy. I mean, he, Hagrid could either be a biker dude or a giant in Harry Potter. And they're gentle giants. They're very sweet and nurturing. I'm not sure if Hagrid's a nine or a two, but oftentimes they kind of give off the same vibe. So much more of a supportive, but strong. I mean, you know, twos can be fierce. That's the difference between nines and twos. I guess, I don't know, maybe Hagrid is a nine, but like for instance, um, Yellowstone and the prequel 1883. And I don't remember her name, but I remember I know her real name, Faith Hill, in this picture. She strikes me as a fiery two. You know, she's a mama bear. Like, you don't screw with the mama bear's cubs or her family or little tribe. And so um, Faith Hill's character is deeply fierce and tough, but it's always about other, service of other, taking care of other. And it's really intimidating when you're around a fired up two. I'm looking at Bev Goldberg from the Goldbergs. If you haven't watched the Goldberg, she's like the quintessential unhealthy reactive Jewish mother mama bear two. And she even says on her shirt, mama bear. And half the show is everybody being scared because Bev is on fire. And what is she on fire about? Invariably about one of her schmoopies, about one of her kids, about her husband, about her friends, but it's always about other and somebody dissing other to Bev or to a reactive to sends them on a war path. And that's that line between two and eight. So twos, you know, eight is like the fierce, the most fierce kind of scary type. Well, twos have a natural access to that energy, but eights will do it for themselves twos, you know at least at first won't do it for themselves they'll do it for other or they'll put it on others and make it about other because they have a lot of shame twos grapple with shame two three and four the heart types and all the heart types are really grappling with shame and worth 
And so twos may not feel like they're worthy of that kind of fire and brimstone and attention and somebody fighting for them, but they'll do it for others. Now, our work with twos is to give them to us what they give to them, what they give to us to anticipate their needs, to know that they have needs, to know they have a very hard time getting in touch with their needs and to you know, give to them without being asked. But the work of twos is to realize they do have needs. We're not just here to fight for other. We are here also to fight for ourselves. We are here to ask what we need, to not be manipulative, not be controlling, not be coercive. Lots of these characters ingratiate themselves, overstep their bounds, their boundaries, um, and to the point where they are manipulative and twos don't like to hear that. Sometimes they'll do it through flattery, through being warm and charming and kind. Other times they'll do it through, you know, mean girls, just outright get your hand in the mix and twist and turn and create drama and all kinds of stuff in there. So that's a reactive to, but a responsive to is, is really knows who he is, know who she is, and goes into it to get his or her needs met. Um, some other twos I have on here. I think the Tim Man, I'm going to move him over to three. I think he's in the wrong spot. But, you know, like I can make a case for each one of these. Here's a great two I love from Goodwill Hunting, and that is um, Robin Williams' character. Just a really nurturing presence. Twos may very well be in a nurturing profession, like a therapist or a nurse or healthcare practitioner or teacher, um, trying to bring out the best in others, trying to help others feel worth and love. You know, Robin Williams' character in the movie Goodwill Hunting struggled with tons of shame and pain in his earlier years, and then he worked through it. He stopped being reactive, became more responsive, and then he was able to help Will nurture himself and Will's fighting them the whole time because Will's really, you know, in his head, he's he's in some ways smarter than Robin Williams' character, and yet Robin Williams has a higher EQ. And that's oftentimes the case with twos. Not that they aren't smart intellectually, brain-wise, but they have a high EQ. They're they're able to feel other people's needs and pains and anticipate them. Um, some other beautiful twos in here. Here's just a cute one. Up. The movie Up. The little boy who's a Boy Scout in it. Just so sweet, so nurturing, so relationship-oriented. Helps the old grumpy guy in the movie get back into his heart, back into relationship. Einstein, you know, essentially said something to the effect that the, all of the purpose of human life is to be in relationship, to serve one another. And this was coming from a non too. Well, twos remind us of that in our lives. Maybe I'll end with my favorite two of all twos, Ted Lasso. If you haven't seen Ted Lasso, just a great, great um, TV show about lots of different types, but especially revolving around what I believe is an Enneagram 2 and Ted Lasso. I did a whole podcast on it, um, so go listen to the Ted Lasso podcast. But Ted is, it's just there's an optimism with twos. They see the best in people, in situations especially around people, and so they can bring out the best in people. Um, Ted, the entire series is struggling with his own demons, his own brokenness, you know, his own disconnected feelings. He doesn't know his feelings. Twos 
tend to know other people's feelings better than their own. And so Ted's work is really to get back to his heart and get his needs met and um, stop tending to the needs only of others. Now, no two is going to ever stop. Ain't going to happen. But it can be a healthier balance between, you know, their needs and tending to themselves and the needs of others and tending to others in need. And so just this really strong, powerful, but gentle figure in Ted Lasso, never, you know, eight, never that kind of like, you know, in your face, tough guy. It's much softer. It's much more of nurturing and helpful type of leadership and strength. I, I love that too, because I do see that in a lot of two men that I work with. I have at least two or three guys that I work with who are twos, and it's helping them own that as masculinity. Now, I hate this stupid conversation that's going around, toxic masculinity. I don't think it's true. I think that that's not masculinity. I mean, I guess that's what we mean by toxic. Masculinity is, is there's a strength, and that strength can come through as an eight, you know, more of a warrior type, fighting soldier, but it can come through as a two, as a nurturing dad who sticks around and tends to his responsibilities and, and opens his heart. Like, that's masculinity, too. And so, you know, having a very powerful, positive two um, protagonist is really, it's a great thing to see because you don't often see it in television. Usually we turn the men into a different type. And that's part of defying number, defying stereotypes and owning our number, going to the high side of our number. So lots of, lots of good stuff, good examples here. I encourage you to go watch some of these to really explore and challenge. I'm not saying that this is rocket science. I can hear a case for many of these Examples being in a different Enneagram type. I do think a couple of them are mistaken. You can point that out. You can find them. Happy to rearrange this. I do think by and large it gives you the two vibe and it's helpful on your journey of discovering your number so that you can defy your number and help those in your life um, discover and defy their number. Again, jump over to defiantspirit.org where you can get the ebook, Nine Types Walk Into a Bar to Discover and Defy Your Number. You can take the test with me or you can just jump into the Defy Your Number Enneagram program, which I'm happy to offer you. Until the next time, defy your number and live your spirit. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. The Defiant Spirit is an offering of Soul Center to Center for Spirituality, Meaning, and Healing. And if you'd like to learn more about the Defiant Spirit or Soul Center, get more inspirational content, access to a variety of online programs, or see how we might work together to discover deeper meaning in your life, greater purpose for your life, or live the Defiant Spirit power within your life, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, keep living your defiant spirit.